It's a great goal! Ronaldo coming to life! Harry Kill! Nakamura! Brilliant from Messi! Kaká and Gerrard! Pressure now on Park Ji-sung. What pressure! Welcome everyone, this is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. From 4Diegos.com, my name's Rodrigo Rodriguez, and with me today is my co-host, Carlos Alberto Diego. Carlos, welcome to our weekly wrap of World Football. Thanks, Rodrigo, and hello to our listeners. On today's show, we'll wrap up all the latest UEFA Champions League news, Asian Champions League news and O-League football, and ahead of the O-League second leg uh, between... Auckland City and also Emma Carl on Sunday. We share a very special soft sombrero moment with Auckland City captain Ivan Visilich. So, Rodrigo, as always, it's another big show. Extra special show today. Carlos, looking forward to a fantastic show. Let's start with the hot topic of the week. Now, Fernando Torres. You've been waiting to have a go at this guy, Rodrigo. Fernando Torres, £50 pounds uh, Chelsea uh, bought him from uh, Liverpool Liverpool are laughing at the moment Carlos that just to put that in perspective that's 77 and a half million Australian dollars hasn't scored 11 games 11 games <laughs> has not scored in 11 games does not look like scoring. The hot topic of the week is, was he a waste of money or is it too early to tell? Rodrigo, no one loses their skill overnight. Now, I know it's been 852 minutes since this boy's uh, scored a goal. Not to put too fine a point on it there, No, not at all. uh, But uh, he certainly isn't a waste of money, but uh, something's... Uh, he's in dire straits in that, uh, you know, he's joined the club, uh, the big money signing. He was the player who was supposed to make uh, Chelsea go the next step and almost win the Champions League uh, for Roman Abramovich and, and that team because it's his dream to do so. And uh, he really, he, he looks like me when he goes about <laughs> his uh, work these days, Rodrigo. He's lost, he's bereft of confidence. Now, I know you get paid about 50 million uh, <laughs> pounds, but uh, he scored 33 goals in 46 games uh, when he was at Liverpool in two seasons. Now, that is unbelievable going for for a young man. But uh, ever since then, well, you know, 81 goals in 141 appearances all up for uh, Liverpool. Um, but he, was, he wasn't he very good at the World Cup either. Rodrigo, he fell apart under Rafa Benitez in the, in the last uh, couple of years of his tenure at Liverpool. Of course, uh, Rafa was having problems with the owners at the time, wasn't getting the money he wanted. Uh, of course, trying to appease the ego of uh, Fernando Torres, and he hasn't been able to snap out of it. He was poor in his last uh, remaining time at Liverpool. He's poor at the moment. Uh, look, he, you don't lose skill. He'll be fine in the long run. But whether that's at Chelsea or someone else, uh, that uh, remains to be seen. When your coach comes out and says, maybe I was wrong to play him in the Champions League game, then you know that... uh you know that Roman Abramovich is probably thinking, what did I do? Why did I buy this guy? Yeah. Look, he bought him because he's a quality player. He bought him because uh, he uh, he's scored goals everywhere he's gone all his life. He's just going through a horrendous slump at the moment for club and country. And, uh, and that's why I think, uh, you know, whether he snaps out of that, I think he will. Mm-hmm. But uh, when and uh, where, who knows? So you're, it's too early to tell? Of course. Waste of money. <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com, F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Let us know your thoughts and opinion on the world game. Coming up, it's an Asia-Pacific Australasian wrap. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. I've had teams before that if you told them to go the back door... They left the gym. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diegos.
Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with Ivan Visilic, the captain of O-League finalist Auckland City. But first, Carlos, let's get stuck into the Australasian rap and uh, let's start in Oceania. Biggest game in the world at the moment, Rodrigo. Of course. This one on the weekend, the You're O-League. Talking about the second leg of the O-League grand final between Auckland City and Amakal. Of course, the first leg, uh, the result went against Amakal. Uh, 2-1 Auckland City got the uh, chocolates there, so to speak, in front of around you know, 8,000 people, all squashed into that uh, stadium. <laughs> but uh, this is a big, big match for Amakal and, of course, Auckland City. There's a $500,000 US purse at the end of this. Yeah, maybe I've built up the game too much. <laughs> there is El Clasico between Real Madrid and Barcelona this weekend. But uh, it's a huge game for the Islands. Uh, and it's also a huge game for uh, Auckland, who've got a fantastic tradition in this competition. They uh, won the O-League in 2006 and also 2009, qualified for the World Club Championships in both those years. And, of course, we can't forget in 2009 they finished fifth with some fantastic results over there. So they deserve to be where they are. They're undefeated so far in the O-League. Amical, a Cinderella story, Rodrigo. They have been fantastic. Lost a couple of games in the group stage, but finished on top. Uh, terrific game. Uh, we spoke to their magnificent the pastor coach, mm-hmm. you know, the religious uh, Absolutely. William Malas last week. Bless on them as they exactly walked out right. onto the pitch. And, and the players had to give confessions too when they did something wrong too. That's the other. But uh, had a terrific chat with William last week and they took a lot out of that first game, Rodrigo. They played some great football. Uh, universally thought as the better side on the day and Auckland thought they got away with murder uh, really taking the points in that game. But uh, look, anything can happen. They just need a 2-0 win and look, my heart says and Mikhail, my head says Auckland. Well, William was actually quite scathing of the referee after the first game, but uh, they've got an absolute, uh, the X factor, Carlos. Fenerty Masovacalo, their uh, captain and uh, talisman, is has scored six goals in the O-League so far. Um, he's the guy that really needs to do it. And they are very confident going into this game. Yes, they should be too. And uh, look, they've got nothing to lose. Anything can happen. And look, draw just draw on the Hikari spirit. Uh, that right. uh, that uh, when they defeated Waitakere last year over two legs, they were fantastic. Uh, I'm hoping for a, an epic this weekend uh, and the better side win over the two legs. Well, the epic is on Sunday, the 17th of April in Auckland in uh, Kiwitea Street and the kickoff in Auckland time is 2pm. Carlos, let's talk about the Asian Champions League and Sydney FC took on Kashima Antlers at the uh, Sydney Football Stadium and got thumped, really. That's the best way to say it. 3-0. Uh, a couple of uh, great goals from uh, Nozawa, Gabe Gabriel and Kurokai for uh, the Japanese men, Kashima Antlers, but uh, Sydney looked uh, pretty abysmal. They were they were pathetic, Rodrigo. I don't like to be so blunt about things. Don't uh, be blunt. It, it is the off-season. They, they were ravaged by injury, but I watched some of that game, and let me just say, I wanted to turn over to <laughs> Sex in the City after a while because they were very, very poor. Uh, they, there was just no spirit in the, in the way they went about playing. There was no cohesion. The collective work on the field playing for each other was not there. And I know they've been out of season for a while. And, and really, to tell you the truth, the focus has been on consumer Antlers because of the issues in, in Japan. And maybe the Sydney players felt a little bit sorry for them and wanted to perform badly for them. But uh, they were very, very poor. And I'm, you know, I'm calling on Australian A-League sides to get serious about this competition because both Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC have been very, very poor so far in this competition. It's a fair call. They weren't they weren't feeling sorry at all. Nicky Carl was out, David Williams was out, and Seb Ryle, as well as Terry McFlynn. That's four of their best players. 
out of that team. So, you but know. you can run hard if you want to, Rodrigo. You yeah, can but, run hard and work hard for the shirt, and I didn't see any of that in that game. But you can run hard. You've got to have the ball, Carlos. <laughs> they ran hard but had no ball. And speaking of Japan, they're set for the Copper America, which is interesting given uh, that they're not South American because <laughs> um, they're Japanese. But uh, it's interesting that uh, some from time to time, um, non-South American uh, countries get invited to go into the Copper America. And uh, initially they said they weren't going given the um, the tragic uh, uh, the tragic the tragedy surrounding um, obviously the earthquake and the tsunami but uh, they've decided to go which is great it's fantastic and Japan actually have uh, gone and played in that competition uh, a few times over the years and done very well and look I suppose where that comes from Rodrigo they had a Big uh, Brazilian influence in Japanese football when they started the J League many years ago. I mean, Zico played there, uh, Cesario played there. There was a, a lot of great Brazilian players, and they still have a number of good Brazilian players playing in that competition at the moment. And I think that's where the relationships uh, have uh, built as far as them playing the Copa Maria. All you know, all credit to the South Americans, all credit to the Japanese for going. A couple of Asian teams, Carlos, have climbed up the FIFA World Rankings. I know you t- put a lot of store into these. Oh, hang on, before you say, <laughs> I, I do. How did Australia go? <laughs> They're uh, they've moved one spot. They're well, in the top they're credible. Now. They're credible. But Japan are thirteenth uh, from uh, from fifteenth uh, place. So the Spanish are on top. Uh, Netherlands and Brazil are the top three. Thanks, Carlos. Remember, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. If you want to get involved in the discussion, Carlos is always uh, tweeting. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with Ivan Vissilich, captain of the O-League finalists, Auckland City. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. My dog was about my only friend. I told my wife that a man needs at least two friends. So she bought me another dog. This has been a sad coaching moment. By the four Diego's. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Coming up is a wrap of all things happening in world football. But first, the second leg of the O-League final between Amakal and Auckland City will be played in Auckland this Sunday, as we've just been speaking, uh, with the Kiwis holding a slender 2-1 advantage. The tie is on a knife's edge, and with $500,000 and a place in the FIFA World Club Cup at stake, there's no room for error for the home team. Earlier today, Carlos caught up with the captain of Auckland City, Ivan Vissilich, and he started by asking about Auckland's tactics going into the game. Sort of 
Now, Ivan, Hikari pulled off a huge soccer last season by beating Waitakere in the final and qualifying for the World Club Cup against everyone's expectations. Now, how much is that at the forefront of your mind, that the surprise may happen again? Well, it's definitely uh, in our minds. I mean, we heard the score last year when Waitakere played away. I think they lost 3-0. So, um, you know, going away this time to Vanuatu, we had that in our mind already that we wanted to go with a little bit more defensive attitude and to, to keep the score very tight. And for the bit of luck for us, we managed to come well with a 2-1 victory. So we had a little bit different sort of away game than Waitakere did last year. They left themselves with a big task playing at home. And at the moment, the quality opposition from the other nations is very good. And we saw that two weekends ago against Amakali. They've got good, some good players and some you know good coaching who's been in the final before. So you know, it's difficult, and uh, but we want uh, a New Zealand team to go through and, and go to Japan, and uh, we're going to do everything that we can to, to make that happen. Now, we did speak to William Mellas, uh, the coach of Macau, last week on World Football Weekly, Ivan, and he did say that despite the loss, that they took a lot of heart from their performance, and uh, they're very, very confident going into the game against Auckland this weekend. In your mind, specifically, what are the dangers of their side, and, and how will you be shutting them down? Yeah, by all means, I should go for it. I mean, they are Ahead of the O-League Grand Final second leg this week in Auckland, we're speaking on ABC Radio Australia, World Football Weekly, to Ivan Visilich, the captain of Auckland City. Now, Ivan, you did mention the stifling heat last week, but also the hometown crowd, very parochial there in Vanuatu. The fact that you guys took the points from there, and uh, irrespective of the way you played, uh, it's a good sign of a champion side. You're undefeated in the O-League so far this season. You've had a, you know, a pretty good domestic season, even though you said you've lost the final on the week on the weekend. Yep. It's a pretty strong side you've got. You must have a lot of confidence that even when you're not playing at your best under difficult circumstances, you can still uh, get the win when needed. Yeah, that's right. I mean, a lot of positives come from that game, obviously, with the win. Uh, you know, there was about 7,000 in the crowd there, and, and when they got their goal to sort of come to equalise it, the place just went crazy. And, uh, and you know, a lot of players don't experience that in their career, so... It's very difficult and, uh, you know, the pressure's a, a different level than usual. So uh, the players really stood up and, and although the weather was against us and uh, it was extreme uh, conditions, you know, we really gave 120%. It wasn't pretty football, but we really battled away. So we're taking that into this game as well. We know it's going to be difficult against uh, McCarley. So we, we once again know that it's going to take a full effort. So it's a great tournament to get to. We've been there two years ago. We missed out last year on making the final and even getting the chance to go across to
the overall the season, you know, we're really impressed the way we're playing football and, and people in New Zealand are sort of seeing a different style here. As you said, you know, the results have been there so far in the early league. We haven't lost a way and we haven't lost a game actually, so it's it's hopefully gonna be you know, the quarter of success. We know that uh, you're uh, one of the uh, magnificent leaders of the, of the team there at Auckland, but we also know that you've got a player of uh, an ex-Barcelona player, Manuel Esposito, in your side, who's uh, scored some really important goals since he's joined the team. What other stars should we be looking for to, uh, in this game on the weekend and maybe if you're lucky enough to go through to in the World Club Championship? Yeah, we definitely have been blessed a little bit. I mean, Manuel made his debut for Barcelona at the same time that Messi did. You know, <laughs> for us down under here... It's a little bit of a, a shock to have someone come down like that. I mean, obviously, he uh, had a few injury problems and things didn't quite work out the same as Messi. But, you know, to have someone down under, you know, whether it's in the A-League in Australia or even in New Zealand, to have someone like that, then, you know, it's something special. And he really has brought a little bit extra class to the team. And it just helps with the younger players coming through to see someone like that. I mean, we've also got uh, the addition this year of David Mulligan, who's another white in the team. And, uh, you know, he's just sort of fighting his way back from injury. And hopefully he can play a good part this weekend. Um, but right for the whole team, we've got a good mix of, of young players and, and a few sort of more experienced players coming through. So it's, it's going to take a full team effort for us to, to get a good result in the weekend and hopefully uh, you know, things go our way. Ivan, we understand that Diego's understand that you are fully focused on the game and uh, the fact that you've got to leave your troops out there. Very important game for the club. But if you do end up getting the uh, the win on the weekend, you will be receiving personally a cheque of 500000 US in your hot little hand. Uh, we asked this of William Malice a couple of weeks ago uh, what uh, what he would do with it if uh, Emical won, the, uh, won the, the big prize in the end. Uh, what will you do with the $500,000 cheque if it comes your way? here is that that, that beautiful cheque of 500000 US dollars is uh, obviously for coming, you know, for getting knocked out very early in Japan later in December. So uh, <laughs> what the sort of arrangement is in New Zealand is that um, whatever team goes through for that, that, that money gets divided up between all the clubs in our Premier League here in New Zealand. And also a portion of that goes to our New Zealand Football Association. So, you know, our club here, although we, you know, I mean, going back now, Two years ago, we I think we pulled in 1.5 million US dollars, which obviously for any club that's going directly into a club account, that's great. But you know, it does actually get divided between I think eight clubs in New Zealand, and also with New Zealand football taking a slice of that action. So it's it's a great start, and it's actually a massive amount of money for the whole ASU Premiership and every club involved because they get a little chunk of it. So you know, it'd be great if I personally got a sort of decide where it goes. But yeah. Well, it's a great sentiment putting it back in the game, mate. It doesn't do any good for your renovations at home, put it that way. But, uh, <laughs> Ivan, it's been great talking to you. Uh, look, you're, you're captain of the undefeated Auckland City team going into the second leg. You're in the box seat at the moment. Good luck for the weekend. And uh, may the best team get through to the World Club Championship later on in Japan this season. Thank you very much. Great to talk to you. That was a special soft sombrero moment with Ivan Veselic, captain of O-League finalists Auckland City. Next up, it's a global football update, so stay tuned. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Uh... 
your coach is not fired with enthusiasm, he will be fired with enthusiasm. This has been a profound coaching moment by the four Diegos. Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can email us on fordiegos at bigpond.com, F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S, or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash fordiegos. Let us know your thoughts and your opinion on everything that is world football. Carlos, let's talk about the global football scene and uh, the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals have uh, been fantastic. And uh, let's start with Shakhtar Donetsk and Barcelona. And Barcelona had a good 1-0 win, but uh, overall, uh, 6-1 on aggregate. Uh, They, in the end, uh, thrashed uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Certainly, and uh, the likes of Lionel Messi playing great football still. 48th goal for the Mm. season, Rodrigo. This guy is just mercurial the way he's playing football at the moment. Clearly the best player in the world. Barcelona playing the best football, even doing the business uh, away from home when they don't really need to. They had a comfortable uh, five, uh, 5-1 uh, uh, scoreline uh, in the first leg. So, uh, look, for me, they're, they're, they are the favourites at the moment, favourites for the competition. Uh, it will take a, a great performance in the final. I think they'll get beyond Real Madrid next round, but uh, it'll take a, a terrific performance by the opposition in that final to beat Barcelona. When can we start saying that Lionel Messi is the best of all time? Oh no, no, he can't. He's got to do it in the World Cup, Rodrigo. You get, you just, you just, you just move so far ahead of yourself when you talk about this. Diego Maradona, Pele. We're talking about some of the great players. Even go back to the fifties. Jus Fontaine, Rodrigo. Right, of course. Uh, you've got to do your homework on these sort of things because you cannot just dally around best in the world unless they do it at World Cup level and consistently, Rodrigo. I got the reaction I needed, Carlos. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you totally. He's just a superb player, and you know what? He doesn't dive. He doesn't dive. He like, doesn't dive. Like a lot of um, you know South American footballers, he um, he just keeps his feet, and that's why he is so good. Um, so Barcelona go through six one on aggregate, uh, and Manchester United and Chelsea in the All England derby. Of course, uh, Manchester United won this game two one. Hernandez and Park Ji Sung scored uh, for um, the Reds, and uh, Didier Drogba scored for Chelsea, and uh, they get through one three one on aggregate. I want to hail two people here, Rodrigo. Hail. Let, hail. Sir Alex Ferguson, already knighted. And yes. another person who's going to be knighted, uh, Ryan Giggs. He uh, oh. created both goals. Uh, he's 37 years old, Rodrigo. He's running around like an 18-year-old at the moment, playing career-best football. And uh, he's just a, an absolute marvel. The reason why he won't be regarded as one of the best players in the world, Rodrigo, before you ask the question... I was question, just about to ask that question. Well, he's one of the best players in the world, but one of the best players of his generation is because he, he's Welsh. And we're talking about Ryan Giggs here. Doesn't go to World Cups, so he doesn't get a chance to show it on the world stage. But everyone knows how good a footballer this guy is. He is. Uh, and this side, you know, you look through, the, except for the Wayne Rooney's and the Ryan Giggs of this world, they don't have stars in that Man- uh, Manchester United side. So all credit to Sir Alex Ferguson. He's going to eke out another premiership title. He might eke out by, by some fluke. He might eke out the, the Champions League trophy. Uh, and he's still a chance with the FA Cup. It's all through his fantastic discipline coaching. There's every chance that that's going to happen. But uh, Roman Abramovich, the owner of uh, Chelsea, has poured oh, millions upon millions of dollars into this team. And uh, there's talk now that uh, obviously Carlo Ancelotti, the coach, is on uh, his last legs there. Um, does Roman deserve a Champions League? 
just because you spent a lot of money doesn't mean you deserve anything, Rodrigo. You need to build a club, and uh, he's tried to fast-track this. He's, he's run the club now for almost five or six years, and he's won things at Premier, at Premier League level, won some trophies, had some great managers there, uh, but all of them have been dead men walking under him <laughs> if they can't get the, uh, uh, the Champions League crown, and uh, they've missed out again. So, look, you know, money doesn't buy you love, Rodrigo, and doesn't buy you Champions League success either. Certainly buy a nice diamond ring, Carlos. <laughs> uh, Tottenham and Real Madrid played, and uh, Real Madrid, uh, with thanks to Cristiano Ronaldo, the gelled one, as we call him, uh, beat Tottenham Hotspur 1-0, and they go through 5-0 on aggregate. Actually, uh, I, don't think, I don't thank Cristiano Ronaldo, Rodrigo. I thank the Tottenham goalkeeper on behalf of the Real Madrid. Uh, Gomez, uh, the goalkeeper there, he really fluffed that long shot by uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and, and that's why I think... Uh, it was a terrific debut Champions League performance by Tottenham. They've got to make the top four in the English Premier League to have another crack at it next season. Who knows whether they can do that, but uh, all hail to uh, Harry Redknapp also. Of course, and uh, Real Madrid take on uh, Barcelona. And the other game, Schalke 04 defeated Inter Milan 2-1 at home, and they go through 7-3 on aggregate, this is a major loss for Inter Milan. Certainly, and Schalke as a team, uh, they've done so well in the Champions League, but they're only mid-table in the Bundesliga at the moment, Rodrigo. Raul, uh, having the Indian summer we talk about, uh, fantastic uh, performances in Germany with this side, uh, but they'll be beaten by Manchester United in the next, uh, in the semi-final stage, but another Herculean performance by this, this team. Into Milan, I think they'll go missing once they get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they will. And, and I think their coach might uh, just go missing. He might go and have a holiday far, far away from Milan in Italy. But uh, unbelievable. And, of course, so let's talk about just quickly the other Milan, AC Milan, um, their coach and, of course, the Prime Minister of Italy, uh, Silvio Berlusconi, um, is dreaming of Cristiano Ronaldo from Real Madrid. That's not going to happen, is it? No, he's got to fork out uh, $80 million in, in, uh, eighty million euro and the Italians don't like to spend money as we know, Rodrigo. Let's hope it's a dream. I mean, because we know what kind of dreams uh, Silvia Berlusconi has, um, <laughs> sadly. It's uh, normally about uh, the fairer sex. But uh, so Cristiano Ronaldo, in your opinion, is not going to uh, AC Milan. No, he won't go at all, Rodrigo. And the Italians will... We'll manage to do without him. So, Carlos, it's Shakhtar Donetsk and uh, Inter Mil- uh, Schalke. Um, it's, sorry, it's uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Um, who's going right. to win that? El Clasico, uh, Barcelona will win that. And Manchester United and Schalke 04. Manchester United, Rodrigo. It'll be a Manchester United-Barcelona oh. final with Barcelona winning by playing purely fantastic football. Gosh, I'm looking forward to the UEFA Champions League final. Carlos, thanks. That's it for this week's show. You can join Carlos and I from 4diegos.com for your dose of world football every week here on World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Until next week, Olé! Mas que nada sai da minha frente que eu quero passar Pois o samba está animado O que eu quero é samba Este samba que me estou de maracato This is Radio Australia